Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and I am back. I made it. Been gone for two weeks. Took a little break for two weeks, and now we're here trying to remember how to do this. I'm, I'm actually nervous. It's been a while since I've been a bit nervous doing the show, but it's just me. We're back. No guests. Just taking it, taking it easy today. A little breezy and easy. It's a Star Wars Saturday. I almost forgot. Another great Star Wars Saturday to be talking about this great franchise that we all love. And thank you guys for being here as always, for being supportive. We're this close to our 100 episodes next week. It's our 100th episode. Can't believe we're almost there. We're still going to make it. One more week. But for today, I'm here and answering your questions. I tweeted it out a few weeks ago, just as we're getting close to it. Hey, just send me a couple of Star Wars questions. We all, we'll answer them during the show. I've been wanting to do this for a while, so I'm going to be doing it today, just answering a bunch of fun Star Wars questions. Some are not serious, but will take us a little bit longer to answer. They're deep answers. I know they are just silly, as we like love to do here, but how are you guys doing? Again, haven't seen you guys for a few weeks. Feels fresh. Feels kind of new trying to do this again. Nothing has really changed, but... Yeah, just let me know down in the comments how you guys have been these past two weeks, what you guys are excited about. We're getting close, a little bit over a month for Star Wars Celebration. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is starting two months. In these past two weeks that I was out, it was moved back from May 25th to May 27th. Some people freaked out why they're taking it away from the Star Wars day, because that's a sacred date, but I'm fine. We're getting two episodes. I'm okay with it. Lego Star Wars came out. How are you guys doing? Uh, all I've seen on the timeline on Twitter has been love for that game. Fortunately, I'm not playing it. I don't have any new console, so I haven't been able to play it. But just vicariously through you guys seems to, to be a lot of fun. I still have the old the other one with the six movies. Still play it from time to time, which is great. So can only imagine how much fun how much fun you guys are having. But yeah, so. What, what have I been doing for these two weeks about, apart from just missing you, missing missing you guys, talking with you, talking about Star Wars, just missing it for, for a little bit. Uh, I started coaching my son's flag football team. We had our first game last week. We won. Yes. No game this week because of Easter. So happy Easter to everyone out there that celebrates. And then we have our next game next week on Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, you know. Like this video if you're watching it now, if you're watching it later on the replay or whenever, just make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. We have some great stuff coming next week. We're going to have, again, our 100th episode. It's going to be our season four finale. Plus, we're also going to have a High Republic phase one roundtable with some great guests. So make sure you don't miss that next week. We'll take a one-week break between seasons and then come back. We have some great shows planned. We're going to be doing speculations for Kenobi, speculations for Star Wars Celebration. And then that week, that Star Wars Celebration week, we're not going to be there in California doing it. We're going to be here. We're going to have three shows. We're going to have a show on Thursday, Thursday night, Friday night, and then a regular show on Saturday evening. Hope we have a great guest. We have Lauren Romo from the Galactic Podcast. Join us straight from Celebration. She's going to call in. 
one day, three days, I don't know. But it's going to be a lot of fun and some great guests that we'll have throughout. So make sure that you're subscribed to it. And leave us a comment down below what you think. All these questions we're going to be answering today. Let us know your answers for them and whatever. And if you're listening to this later on the audio podcast, thank you as always. And make sure to leave us a rating and a review on wherever pod chaser or whatever you call them, wherever you hear this show, listen to this show. Make sure to leave us a rating and a review. We love reading those. And as always, make sure that you're super support on the Amidala Initiatives for Equality Texas that fundraiser is still going on. I mean, if you're paying attention to the news, there's a lot of bad legislation going out there for trans people, for the LGBTQ community in general. So let's do what we can, donate if you can, if not just get educated about what's going on. If you're able to vote, make sure you're voting for, get rid of all those people that are making all these bad decisions and then just spread the word. Whatever you can, it's always appreciated. Appreciate it. So, yeah. All right. So enough chit chat. Although I could keep going because again, I haven't seen you guys in two weeks. Man, those two weeks were long weeks. It felt like at least a month, if not so. I felt out of place, even going to Twitter those two weeks. I kind of not tweeting about the show or anything. Kind of fun. I wasn't part of the, wasn't part of everything that was going on. Plus a lot of the chatter out there was about Lego Star Wars, but. Doesn't matter. We're here, we're having fun. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. So let's go ahead and start. And of course, if we're doing a show about Star Wars questions, it's all about you guys and our show, a favorite part of the show, the rebel thoughts when we're listening to you guys. You're a rebel now. Yeah, you're a rebel now. So let's get on it. Like I said, all these questions are coming from Twitter. From you guys and let's go ahead let's answer the first one let's find it and it's from our friend Oti from Epic Star Wars and let me find a full question so I don't miss anything here but this is a great one this might take a little bit to answer but if Star Wars was to cross over with any other franchise which one do you think it should be which characters from each franchise would like to would like to see meet each other and why so this is a great question. This is a question that comes up a lot in fandom. Who can cross over with all the multiverses and everything right now? Anything can happen. And for myself, my favorite franchise, apart from Star Wars, is Lord of the Rings. It kind of makes sense to just go that way, right? Lord of the Rings, a lot of people have kind of mentioned who would want to win between Sauron and Vader or Sauron and the Emperor. I mean, it'd be cool to have Count Dooku face off against Saruman kind of see how that kind of works out but i'm not gonna answer those questions that crossover leave for something else then of course the big one right now is the mcu that's another one that we could spend a lot of time talking how could it work could be a little bit awkward because we know characters in star in the mcu reference star wars a lot spider-man does this uh he has the little i saw no way home yesterday and then at the end he has the little lego figure of palpatine plus all the references in the old in civil war and all that stuff so it'd be cool to see that that kind of crossover but i think that people of earth would just freak out if there is a jedi's walking around like i mean lightning coming out of their fingertips from the sith and all that and, uh, dc again you have superman you have batman you have all these great characters that might be Fun introduction, a fun kind of crossover with Star Wars. But well, same thing. That's too easy. That's what people out there say. So the one I thought about, 
because I've been doing this rewatch of Doctor Who. And I'm not done yet. Uh, when I was watching Doctor Who, I don't know how many years ago, I didn't, I'm not caught up. It's one where I'm trying to get. I haven't watched really that Peter Capaldi once. I watched when he regenerated from Matt Smith to Capaldi. I think I watched one or two episodes. I haven't watched anything with Jodie Whittaker. And then in this rewatch, I just started from, from the first one with Eccleston, Eccleston and then now with, uh, with Tennant, with David Tennant, which is, I think might be my favorite doctor so far, but we'll see. So I'm up to almost the end of, of season four, the return of the, uh, of his people, the master is back, the time lords are back. So I'm in this kind of David Tennant phase right now with Doctor Who. And I started thinking that's, that's a cool franchise that could kind of cross over with Star Wars. There's a lot of things that you could do it makes sense because Doctor Who is traveling through time and space, so they could go into the Star Wars galaxy, Star Wars universe. It wouldn't feel weird for them because they go into all these weird places. Kind of fits the some of the themes in Star Wars with hope and doing all this other stuff. So yeah, I would I would choose the Doctor Who franchise to cross over cross over with Star Wars. And now let's play with it. Let's play a little bit with it. And again, if you guys are listening to this or watching this later, just let us know in the comments. What do you think might be a good fit in terms of which doctor and which companion would fit into the Star Wars universe in what saga, what time period in Star Wars? And same thing, which, which Star Wars character might be a good doctor and a good companion? So and I, when I was thinking about this, can you imagine if you're a Doctor Who fan and you kind of know all these characters? Again, since I haven't really gone back to the Matt Smith era and further, I'm focusing my answer more on the David Tennant kind of Doctor Who face. And could you imagine that David Tennant Doctor, the 10th Doctor, I believe, with Rose Tyler, and we'll go through his companion with Rose Tyler, just the TARDIS, whatever, and pops up inside the Millennium Falcon or something, and they meet Han Solo and Chewbacca. That'd be an interaction I would love to see, because you know, <laughs> Reminded me a little bit of Rose Tyler, the way she and, and Jack Harness kind of work together, a lot of flirting back and forth, and how the doctor kind of, oh, what's going on here? All jealous on both ways, I guess. Um, but the same thing with Han Solo, because Jack Harness and Han Solo has have that similar vibe, right? So how would that interaction be between Rose and Han Solo? Rose would be someone that would just want to just travel the galaxy, visit all these planets, of course, jumping inside the Millennium Falcon would be a great way to do it. Plus, you know, Han and Chewie are getting into a bunch of trouble, and that's where the Doctor kind of excels. Just, yeah, I'm just on this adventure if something happens. So I think that would be a great fit. I'm sure he can speak uh, shitty work, so that would be fine. Everyone loves Chewbacca, so he'll be a great addition. And that's something I would, have, I would love to see, <laughs> having a competition. What, who's faster, who has the fastest ship between the TARDIS and the Falcon would be awesome. I don't know how they would do the the race or the competition. I'm sure he would try to do the the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. So I think that would be a great fit. Um, and then changing his companion, then you have Marta Jones. So I was thinking Marta Jones, who ends up in Doctor Who, kind of being this military type of mind, just helping with Sector, sector 9, I forget, unit, I think it is. 
and she's this nurse, she's this doctor, actual doctor. So she would have been great, I thought, in the High Republic as they're doing this expansion in the, into the outer rim. They don't know exactly where they're going into, but then becomes more militarized. I think that's a good fit for her, being able to help all the Jedi that are coming back and all the people that are suffering from the great disasters and all that stuff that's going on with the High Republic. Martha Jones would be a great fit there. And then she would probably just join the, the Republic as it's growing and expanding and try to help Lina So out there. And then, of course, <laughs> I love Donna Noble because she doesn't take crap from anyone. I think she would try to put Palpatine in her, in his place. Oi, what are you doing over there? Leave that Jedi alone. And I think she would just drive him crazy. So yeah, bring Donna Noble to the Empire, to the end of the Republic when Palpatine is trying to, to take over. I think she would be a good kind of foil for Palpatine. He would just oh, send Masamila, just take her away, just deal with her. I can't talk to her anymore. And then Doctor Who, like I was saying, especially a lot of with Tennant, is about hope. And that's Star Wars, right? And the Jedi, they're all about hope and trying to help the people out there, even when things look at their bleakest. And I think it would fit. And I was thinking, because especially as I'm going now through a few of these episodes, is how would the Doctor deal with the, the dilemma of either stopping the destruction of Alderaan, stopping the fall of Anakin Skywalker, and seeing these as set points in history, right? There's some certain set points that you can't mess with because they have to happen, like Pompeii, and then he finds out that because he was there, he's the cause of the Pompeii explosion. I forgot the name of this character. He's in the space station. They finally get to the first Mars station. They have to die there, and he tries to save them. She ends up killing herself because then that kind of moves space exploration forward forward with her granddaughter and all that. How would the doctor deal with this, knowing that, oh, Alderaan is going to explode? Can I stop it? Can I get the Death Star's plan before the destruction of Alderaan? But it's a set point because then this leads to Leia and Leia asking for help from Obi-Wan, bringing Luke into the rebellion, the rise of Luke Skywalker, the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Would, could he meddle there? Because he'll be saving billions of lives but changing history at the same time. And with the fall of American Skywalker, does he do anything to stop that? Or is that a set point? Because it needs to happen for everything else that happens later. So yeah, I think the Doctor Who franchise crossing over with the Star Wars franchise has a lot of potential. And who would you guys think is a good Star Wars character that could be a good Doctor or a good companion? Companion, of course, Chewbacca. He's the best companion right now in Star Wars. That's basically what he is. He's a co-pilot, but he's, he's our companion. So. Let's just take Chewie in there. And a good doctor, and it's hard. It's, I always go with Obi-Wan because he's this not perfect Jedi, but kind of an exemplar, exemplary Jedi, tries to do the best thing always, the correct thing. I think he would be a good doctor. But you always also need someone with a little bit of an edge. I think someone that can turn on a dime because the doctor has that quality that if he gets angry, if you th threaten one of his companions, he kind of turns. Uh, so maybe Anakin, nah, Anakin can be a good doctor. Uh, who else? I don't know. Stellan Geo, so Avar Chris might be a good doctor from the High Republic. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. Who do you guys have a... 
Let's imagine just R2D2 trying to plug in into the TARDIS, just finding one of those sockets and trying to plug into the heart of the TARDIS. That'll be a fun interaction if he could, and then just communicate with it. Ah, but yeah, who, which character from Star Wars might be a good doctor? I don't know. So yeah, guys, just let me know. And the the proponent of this question is your friend Alti from the podcast of Star Wars. He said, Leia, oh, come on, I forgot about Leia will be a cool doctor. Someone, someone who has only seen one Doctor Who episode. And, ah, come on, dude. Uh, but Leia, Leia could be a good doctor. I do think you're right. Oh, let me see who else, who else? I'm blanking on all the, there's so many Star Wars characters. No Sith, we need Jedi, not even Jedi. Someone kind of, oh, I don't know. Bell Organa might be a good doctor. He has all this scheming and things he, he wants to do. Oh, you know what, Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano might be a good doctor because traveling through space, helping people where need, when needed, can get angry if necessary, knows where the balance is, how far can she go. So I think, yeah, Ahsoka might be a good doctor. Din Djarin, oh man, Din Djarin might be a good doctor. One of those doesn't want to be a doctor. He got the keys to the TARDIS for some reason, now has to deal with it. But he is, Din Djarin has a good heart underneath all that. And then he regenerates into Boba Fett or something, keeps regenerating into different Mandalorians. That might not be a good thing. Yeah, we'll just explode it. So yeah, so I think Doctor Who will be a great franchise to have Star Wars crossover with. Um, like I said, MCU, DC, all those, those are the easy answers. The X-Men, a lot of people talk about X-Men. Oh, Darth Vader, always say, oh, Darth Vader, Darth Vader will just kill everyone. But again, Magneto could just crush him in half a second. He's pure metal, same for Grievous. Magneto would end the Clone Wars in five minutes, just crushing all the droids. Um, it would be a good confrontation, mental confrontation between Palpatine and Professor X. There'll be something cool to see getting into his mind. <laughs> Although I think Professor X's mind would explode if he gets into Sidious's head and sees all the machinations going for 20 years in the future of everything he wants to accomplish. I think X, Professor X's head will, would explode. But the X-Men, because they're kind of Jedi and Sith with their abilities, that might be a good one. Uh, well, yeah, so you just let us know. All right, so our second one, this is this is a fun one out there from our friends at the Scarish Podcast. I believe this was Ro that asked, which barbecue sauce would be good for porks? <laughs> and I'm sorry, I just love that graphic so much. And I know I made them, so it's kind of really you're kind of talking up your own graphics, but come on, you're telling me this isn't funny? <laughs> Oh wait, I gotta take, I'm just showing this again. So sorry if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, you gotta come back and just watch the the video. But anyway, so either Wookiee approve or so sad it's sweet with a little sad pork. I'm sorry, it's just funny to me. I love that. <laughs> so again, this is one of those silly questions that we love to answer. And thanks again for Scary Podcast. They send us three questions, three of the silly, silly ones that we'll answer today. So we'll start with this one. So Porgs, first let's start with, come on, they were already dead. We don't know if Chewbacca killed them, probably. He's got them there in the open fire. He's taking all the feathers out. They're cooking them already, and then they hit him with the sad eyes, making feel, making him feel guilty, and then he has to throw everything away. He doesn't eat them, so it's a waste, right? 
I'm not pro hunting or anything like that, but if you're doing it for food and for substance, then I agree. Okay, I get it a little bit. Chewbacca was just trying to eat a little. There's nothing to eat in Acto, so he had to try. So just let him eat. I know it might be your cousins or whatever, but anyway. So pugs are just, they're poultry. So I don't know, something sweet. Some people like spicy chicken wings, maybe a spicy pork wing out there. The little, I don't know, buff buffalo wing sauce, buffalo sauce, uh, blue cheese. I mean, ranch, I don't know. I don't dip wings and stuff, but I think a pork instead of a barbecue sauce might be a little bit better with a dry rub. I just let it give a good dry rub, let it marinate for 24 hours, 48 hours. Then you just cook it in this hickory smoke. So you get some woods out there. There's plenty of fire to build a cool fire pit out there. I mean, plenty of rocks in Acto to build a nice fire pit. So you get the nuns to build you one. They just do a nice rub. It'll be good. Just gotta wait a little bit, 24 to 48 hours. And then yeah, just a, a nice maple hickory kind of rub out there. But if you're one that likes spicy wings, maybe a little spicy wing, pork, spicy pork wings with some Honey mustard? Nah, that doesn't, I don't know. So if you guys eat hot wings, just let us know which one might be a good dipping sauce for pork wings. And sorry out there for people that don't get that we're just joking. We don't want porks to suffer. I like porks, they're not bad. All right, so thank you guys. All right, so then our next question comes from our friend. She's not here today. She said she'll catch the repeat at Gene, my star does who asks, which would you prefer, a High Republic live action movie trilogy or an animated series? Could be any number of seasons. And follow up, what would you want the movie or series to focus on? And this, come on, Mo, you're killing it. Great question by our friend Mo at Gene, my star does. You all know how much I love the High Republic. And this is it's a difficult question. And I'll have to answer in, in two parts. As much as I love Star Wars um, animated series, I love Rebels, really like the Clone Wars, Bad Batch has been up and down. We'll see with season two when it comes out. Um, Visions I really enjoyed, but I'm more of a live action fan. I prefer the live action, nothing against animation, but I do prefer live actions. Been missing the movies a little bit. I was just listening to the soundtrack. Not sound, I was listening to some music as I was doing exercise. And then the the intro, the Star Wars intro came in kind of unexpected. And I'm like, oh man, I missed that feeling of being in the movie theater and just hearing the the Star Wars music thing kind of kick in. So yeah, let's let's do a high a High Republic trilogy, right? And I'll come back to the animated because I do think we'll we'll see something animated. So first, High Republic, we're getting the Acolytes, uh, which is has to do with kind of the ending of the High Republic. So we are we are getting a show about it. There are rumors about a more, a younger character focus, High Republic show, which I believe is live action, not 100% sure. Again, this is just rumors. We'll find out in a couple of weeks during celebration. And they compare it to, what is it, Stranger Things, Stranger Things in Star Wars. And Stranger Things, again, for our first questions, might be a great, I had it on my list, another great kind of crossover with Star Wars, especially with the High Republic and all the things with the Dren gear and uh, Leveler and all that kind of crossing with the upside down. Yeah, Stranger Things in Star Wars. Again, horror in Star Wars kind of works, so maybe. 
But there's that rumor of a Stranger Things in Star Wars High Republic show coming. I think live action, not 100% sure. But we, we're keeping with that trilogy. Give me three movies. And I would love to see a movie set, a trilogy set right before the events of the High Republic that we know and love, before the Great Disaster. Give me the first movie, I don't know how many years, 15, 20 years before when we have our main trio, because we need a trio in Star Wars, right? Avar, Elsor, and Stellan growing up in the Jedi Temple, kind of growing, going from Padawans to Knight. Give me that first movie, just how they knew each other, all these kind of coming of age were a little bit older focus as they're going through the, through the trials and all that. That would be the first movie. Second movie, I don't know, the, starts with the expansion to the Outer Rim. We get introduced to Lina So. Maybe this is where Lina So is starting to get kind of wins the vote, I guess, to be the Chancellor. And then we see, and again, we all want to see what that relationship between Stella and Avar and, and Elsar, right? Because it's been hinted for since the beginning of the High Republic. We haven't seen it yet. Let's see how that kind of there was something that trio relationship that they had out there kind of who knows what that was i mean we know we just want to see it and how it kind of went i'm sure it had its ups and downs so let's see that as them as a younger folk and then just go all the way and then the last movie of the trilogy ends right before the great disaster right before the book starts so kind of that right before that prequel time let's do it in a movie and then it jumps into the books i think that would be a great way to go with with a trilogy for the high republic and we have to, i'm pretty sure we're gonna see it the way the high republic is going it most likely will be in a book that relationship between the three of them and it didn't fall they never kind of drifted apart Elsa and Avar had their relationship and that kind of soured to a point because Avar, of course, is perfection of the Jedi at right now. So I'm sure she was the one that kind of said this kind of goes against what the Jedi kind of push out there in terms of relationships. But we also know that the Jedi had relationships where they were in their Padawan days and just as they were getting older, they knew kind of, okay, now we have to go our separate ways and this a lot of times that's what the masters did when they saw that they were getting close together just kind of separated them sent them to different missions that didn't see each other for years and when they came back those feelings weren't there so let's see that and where does tail and falls in all this and you can have all the supporting character be skier and orla and even uh, Tyoric, all these characters that kind of have this fallout with the Jedi as we get into the High Republic, not with Skier, of course, but Orla going with her way seeking and Tyoric kind of forsaking the Order, which we see a little bit in her comic. But seeing that in a trilogy kind of ending as it comes into Light of the Jedi is the way I would go. <sighs> oh, I need a drink after all that. Again, it's been two weeks since I've been here, so I'm getting hyped. All right, so yeah, so Oti, you're right. It's just that strangers, strangers thing for a trailer about making Star Wars. You can. We all, a lot of people want uh, some Star Wars to get a little bit more adult themes. Don't not make it R. I don't believe in that. But at the same time, Star Wars is growing, and you can have you can have the adult section. And uh, that sounds weird. You don't need an adult section in Star Wars. Like you're going to 
a blockbuster or some weird video store in the corner behind the curtains, adult Star Wars section. Not that, that's not what I mean. More adult theme focus still sounds weird, but you know what I mean. And then you have some, some for the younger folk. So yeah, but then continuing with um, most question in terms of animated, I would do an animated show not similar, but I've been saying here and other people have said in other podcasts that you can do a, kind of a Harry Potter Hogwarts in Star Wars, right? A lot of younger Padawans as they grow up inside the Jedi Temple and reading Dooku Jedi Lost that we learned that inside the temple there's the Padawans have different clans. Give me that in an animated show and that kind of goes all the way. Just can get the younger kids to the teens, early 20s, whatever. You can get a lot of people into Star Wars that way. Say what you want about everything happening with J.K. Rowling. We just talked about it at the beginning, how important the Equality Texas and all that and the Aminali, Amidal Initiative is. So yeah, that just get it out of here. But still that Hogwarts vibe is what I'm trying to get. So if you get an animated show in the High Republic era, and it can be new characters. We don't need the characters that we know and love can kind of pop in in and out. We just focus on newer, younger characters as they're growing up inside the Jedi Temple and starting to go on their first missions and all that stuff. That would be very interesting and something I would like to see in an animated series set up in the Star Wars universe, in the High Republic universe, I should say. So yeah, that's my answer. First and foremost would be a, a live action trilogy kind of those formative years with Elsar, Avar, and Stellan growing up inside the Jedi Order, how their relationship kind of went in and out. And then how we ended up with the events of Light of the Jedi. And you can start seeing in second movie and then in the third, how the Nile start gaining power. See more with Marky on Raw. We don't want to see Marky on Raw in live action. All those Martian hosts out there <laughs> we want to see him. A lot of great casting for that guy, so yeah. You can you can you can do it, and that's that's my answer. All right, so thanks Mo for that question. We're going back to our friends from Scarlet Podcast with another silly question: Can R two D two open a beer bottle? I mean, you see right there, there are beer beer bottles in R two shape. I mean, openers. You saw him there, just opening up a beer or not opening up, pouring pouring from from what is from a tap. And R2 can do everything. So of course R2D2 can open a beer. You can probably drink one also. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Scarif guys. I mean, we see we saw BB8 have all these different appendages for everything that he needs. I'm sure he can open up a uh, intergalactic beer. Of course, R2 can. He has all those gadgets, all those comps links and whatever, plug into the TARDIS as we were just talking. He can open a beer bottle. I'm sure I'm sure he had to open a few for Anakin. I'm sure Anakin needed, needed a few beer bottles. All right, so from there, we go to another one. Uh, that's not right. From our friend Norhal, who asks, what if, this is another great Star Wars question, another thing that comes up a lot, and is if you could have a Marvel What If style episode of any Star Wars story, which one would you choose? All right, Nor. Thank you, Nor. I need to have you back on the show sooner, sooner or later. This is another great question that comes up a lot in the Star Wars kind of ecosphere, if you want. 
And I've been, even though my second most watched episode is a Star Wars What If, I'm not the greatest fan of a What If in Star Wars. It's something that I hope that they don't do because that, and this is just me thinking and maybe putting too much on fandom instead of just letting creators be creators. Because at the end, it's their story to tell. So if they want to tell a what if story, then go ahead. But I think that the time that we do, a, they do a what if story, and most of the fandom gravitates to that one instead of the canon one, all hell is going to break loose. What's canon? What's not canon? Just forget about this. We're going back to whatever. In the end, does it matter? No. If the story is good, that's all that matters. But just my preference is just keep with the current stories. Yes, we got Star Wars Visions, which isn't technically canon, but there's some stories that you can make canon. We got the Ronin book. So it kind of blurs the lines a little bit. So the, you know, the classic ones, right? What if Anakin doesn't fall to the dark side? What if Qui-Gon Jinn doesn't die? He's the one that kills Maul. What happens then? What if Darth Vader doesn't turn back to the light? And all these classic ones. So I was thinking, if I could just pick one story in Star Wars that might have repercussions as you're going through the through the saga, because just as we were talking with the crossover section of Doctor Who, there's certain set points in history that have to happen. Doesn't matter what you do, those events have to happen. Like the Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, what if, right? Um, Claire, what is her name? I forgot the name of his wife or girlfriend at this point, she's, that just keeps dying. She has to die to then send him to Kamitash to become Dr. Doctor Strange or the Sorcerer Supreme, I should say. So there's certain points that need to happen. So I went, let's, what if Satin really asked Obi-Wan to leave the order? Would Obi-Wan really leave? I have my doubts because I think Obi-Wan is, like I said before, the quintessential Jedi. He will follow the order through and through. That's why he never never kind of felt that temptation to fall to the dark side, even with everything that happened in his life, losing Satine, losing Anakin, losing Qui-Gon, that battle with Maul in Rebels kind of cemented that, just holding him Dude, I'm here for you. We've gone through too much. So I'm not 100% sure that Obi-Wan would leave the order, even if Satine really asked the question. But what if? What if she really asked, asked him to leave the order and he said yes? Great for him, right? Kind of breaks the cycle of the order for the past. I mean, at this point, we already have the, the lost 20, so not a millennia, but a good 100 years or something the first Jedi that we know, and I'm probably wrong, that kind of leaves the order for love, right? How would that then affect the other stories going forward? Would Anakin then feel remorseful or something that Obi-Wan was able to do that and he can because he's been told he's a chosen one, he has this higher purpose, and he needs to stay there knowing that he loves Padme and wants to save her? Or would he now have a, not an excuse, but kind of a, he did it. My master, my mentor left for love. Can I also leave the order? Would Anakin then leave the Jedi, kind of just stay with Padme, like she says, let's go back to the, my lake house on Naboo, we'll raise our kids over there and just kind of 
be away from Palpatine, Sidious, and everything that happens in the galaxy. Even if he does leave the order, because he saw that Obi-Wan could do it, he will still have those nightmares of Padme dying childbirth, right? That doesn't change. It's one of the things that people kind of, well, oh, what if Qui-Gon wasn't dead, he survived, then maybe he, Anakin wouldn't go to the dark side. But Anakin still has those nightmares of Padme dying in childbirth, unless Palpatine is putting that inside his head. Who knows? But let's say no. Obi-Wan leaves the order, goes have a happy life with Satine. Anakin sees this and says, okay, I'm going to leave the order also to be with Padme. He starts having these nightmares of her dying. He's still going to have to reach out, trying to get that extra power, because unfortunately that's his story. That's a set point. He needs to not fall to the dark side, but yeah, that's kind of the prophecy. So now how would he do this? Would he now even resent more Obi-Wan because he's not a Jedi, doesn't have those connections to help him become a more powerful Jedi to save Padme? Would now it even be easier for Palpatine to corrupt him? Will he still fall to the dark side and then go chase Obi-Wan and ah, look what happened to me? Uh, so I think there's all those kind of... Uh, cause and effect that might happen if Obi-Wan leaves. You know, oh, yeah, you left the order, everything's fine. How would this affect Anakin? Uh, you're my master, my mentor, all this stuff. So I would like to see that. Finally give Obi-Wan a happy ending, not have everyone in his life kind of die or betray him. But how would that affect then Obi-Wan? <laughs> and then, So Obi-Wan's gone. Who's going to be sent to track down Grievous? And who's gonna help um Anakin? Would it be Mace Windu, which we know they don't get along too much? Windu goes to fight Grievous. Maybe he taps into the his dark kind of side just to destroy kill him. And then when Anakin learns that Palpatine is serious, who does he tell? Because Mace Windu is not there to go arrest Palpatine. Maybe Anakin arrest them. So there's a lot of things that could happen if Obi-Wan leaves the order. And that would be a cool what if story to follow. So yeah. Thanks, Nor. And I would say, what if Satine did ask Obi-Wan to leave the order? What would the repercussions of that be for the other characters in Star Wars? Whew. All right. So let's go to our next question. Another silly fun question from the Scarish podcast. And yeah. Where is it? Oh man, don't tell me I didn't. Oh, I gotta, I didn't do this. All right, give me one second. I gotta, I gotta find this. I didn't put a, uh, here we go. Can't believe I didn't. All right, so they asked, well, how much did Leia save on non-existing spaceware? Is there really no underwear in Star Wars? So this is one of those questions, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. As I was doing research for this question, so I was doing research for underwear in Star Wars, which are a phrase I never thought I would say in my life. There's a couple of things that came up, because this no underwear in Star Wars, to me, is like the same thing as no zippers in Star Wars or no pockets or whatever it is. I think it's no zippers, which to me makes zero sense. But unfortunately, I have to go in, into the internet Type on that Google search bar, 
no underwear in Star Wars. Why isn't there any underwear in Star Wars? Which I hate for someone to now look up my search history and find Star Wars and underwear because they're going to think something weird, especially after I just said the adult section in Star Wars. I'm digressing. So let's go back to the question. So I found there's this quote by Carrie Fisher. She gets asked the question why she didn't wear any underwear in A New Hope. And it kind of goes to that George Lucas said, said that when you're in space, it's weightless and your flesh expands, but your bra doesn't. So you get strangled by your bra. Again, this makes zero sense how much your flesh is going to expand to have that happen. But at the same time, it's, it's Star Wars, right? They're not in space. They're in, in ships that have artificial gravity. They're on planets that have gravity. So I don't understand why flesh would expand and you will die because you're not in the vacuum of space or whatever. So first, it makes zero sense. Second, I don't want to think about you. <laughs> you're telling me that the big bad emperor under that cloak is just free willy, free willy midi chlorians. He's got no support down there. <laughs> Freaking, uh, oh, who's that golden rope guy? Uh, Snoke, same thing. He's on that throne, just berating Kylo, and he's just hanging 10 with his sleepers. And <laughs> no, there has to be. On the world in Star Wars. I don't want to think about this. Poor Jedi, poor Obi-Wan living years in the desert, in caves, and all dried up. I mean, it makes sense if you're in that desert there. I just, just leave it. I got nothing down here. Just I need, need to breathe. <laughs> it just practically makes zero sense for there are no underworld in Star Wars. So to answer the questions, yes, she saved a love. She's a queen. I mean, a princess. She's a senator. She's got money to spend. So it doesn't really matter. She saved a lot, but it makes no sense. It makes no, I don't want to think about it, right? I, I want all the characters that I know and love to be protected in those special places, both female and male characters. We don't want you fighting and something f flies out. You're in the middle of a lightsaber duel and so, oh, world, wait, wait, you got to cover that up. Unless they're using, anyway, using the force to keep everything in place. I don't want to. But there is some truth to this in terms that what do astronauts actually do right now? Because they has to be, right? They astronauts need underwear in space, and they do. But again, as I was researching this, which I hate to say, there's I found that I think an AP story says astronauts are asked to wear their clothes for as long as they can until they smell, and the gross feeling of building filth just becomes too much, which is usually one week. Then it gets packaged up thrown into the vacuum and becomes space waste and it burns as it goes down into the Earth's atmosphere. And then it got me thinking, all you people out there where there's no, and even ash, if you think I'm from Puerto Rico and we got a lot of ash from this volcano, from the Sahara Desert, we get all these dust and sand, usually in the summertime, just kind of flows all through the Atlantic gets to Puerto Rico. You know, sometimes, oh, it's weird, it's snowing now because we're off season. What if instead of snow, everything that's falling down just burnt up on the world, astronaut on the world just falling. Oh, it's no, no, that's nasty, junky, two week old on the way from the space station. Disgusting. And the reason is it's just the weight. There's too much weight for the shuttle to take. They can't take a washer and, washer and dryer. There's all the water that they would need to wash their clothes. I found out it's between 5,000 to 10,000 per pound 
anything they take into space just for the launch. So if, and they said that they need over a hundred pounds of clothes just to live up there for a whole year. They're going to be in the space station, not counting additional underwear to change every day. So they have to wear these nasty underwear for a whole week. So now I understand a little bit why well, maybe there's not a lot of underwear in space, but it's not because it expands. Anywho, I don't want to think anymore about it. Again, Palpatine, I am all, <laughs> unlimited power with all that wind blowing in his office when Mace is about to kill him. The window shatters, all this wind is blowing, and then his robe just flies up, and then <laughs> poor window. Maybe that's unlimited power. That's <laughs> That's how he got him. He just unlimited power. The row flew up, window got caught up with Sith balls down there, and then just got crushed out. Oh, oh no, my last thought is I saw Sidious's mini Claudians floating around. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry, I had to answer this question. All right, so our last question for the day comes from my friend Andres. Alvarez from Sifty Minutes, and he asks, this is a great question also, if there was a, if there was a West Wing but Star Wars show, what era would you want it set in and what potential issues could you see explored across the seasons? So West Wing, this great drama out there, and also I don't remember watching too many episodes about the West Wing, I do know what it is, it's this drama about the White House, Everyone working with the president, kind of these close advisors, trying to figure out just working and all the political nature plus what's best for the country. Make that Star Wars, right? We all say Star Wars is political, even though some people think it's a brand new woke thing that Star Wars is political. It's always have been. We all love Star Wars politics in Star Wars. They could have been better presented in the prequels, but as you get older and you watch them, it does make sense that it's there. We get the politics, in, especially in A New Hope, when we get talking saying, well, the emperor has disbanded the Senate, all the regional governors now report directly to the emperor. In Solo, we have Dryden, oh, he's meeting with the regional, regional senator, regional whatever. And then in the sequel trilogy, eh, not really a lot from the Empire side. We have the New Republic, all the issues that they're going, because Mount Mothman doesn't want an army. She sees so what just happened. She wants to stay away from it. So there's a lot of politics in Star Wars in that sense, from the political kind of the higher ups. And I go back a little bit to the High Republic. I love, would love to see more on the political side of the High Republic. There's a little bit with Chancellor. So I forgot the, the senator said Tia Toon. I probably have that wrong. There's a senator that is kind of pushing for a more militarized republic. Uh, Lina Source kind of, no, 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 we can't do that. So seeing that, from that perspective, Lina So and her message of unity, we are all the Republic, with some other senators kind of pushing this world that now, now are out there, we're going to the outer rim, it's a perilous region, we don't know a lot, we're getting attacked, we gotta build, and then they're working on their end. So that would be a great thing to see how they decided to push forward to the outer rim, positive and negative, see that side of the, the conflict in the High Republic would be really interesting. Also from the original trilogy, seeing how from the Empire side, and I hope we get to see this in the Andor series a little bit, how did it went from, yeah, we're part of the Republic, we're giving Sidious or Palpatine emergency powers, it's gonna be the Emperor for now, who give it back? We know he doesn't, 
and then as the empire as it becomes the empire and keeps growing and growing yeah fear will keep the rebellion in place or the other planets in place show us that how did that happen how did the senators started losing their power on one end we have the rebellion starting to be with Mon Mothma and Organ the Organas, Baal, Brea, and how it kind of comes to a head in Rogue One. So it's something on that end from that side, from the Empire side, how did everything kind of, all, everyone kind of just fell in line. So, I mean, they were made to fall in line, but that would be a great way to, to go about it. What I hope we get a little bit in Andor seeing also that rebellion because a lot of people want to say now oh Mont Mothma is a hypocrite calling Saw Guerrero a terrorist and all that she was pretty bad I know she kind of yeah she had um, Cassie and all these other spies and saboteurs and assassins or whatever how did all that fit inside the rebellion because all the little pockets of rebel cells were a little bit different the ghost crew was different from Mon Mothman mm -hmm. and Saw Guerrero and his partisans how did they kind of disbanded, came together to work a little bit. Seeing that would be pretty interesting. When did they decide now you're too far gone? If you read Rebel Rising, you can see he's just attacking places just to make a scene, basically. That would be a great kind of West Wing political nature. But let's see it from the bad guys, right? Let's see it from the Empire side. Going down to the sequel trilogy, there isn't a lot of politics, especially the first order is just kind of, yeah, we're, we're used to with the Empire, we'll come back. But maybe the, what would it be, the new New Republic now, after the after episode nine, how they rebuild, because their whole army was destroyed, five planets destroyed, their leaders all killed, how they build back. Do we go back to being more militarized? Because we just saw what happened or follow Mon Mothmas and the New Republic, and now these are all the evils of being so weaponized. And see that rebuild. That would, actually, that might make more sense. You see the rebuild of the Republic. What would that look like? Do we keep the same structure as a Republic, going back to an emperor, uh, uh, democracy, or whatever? That might be a great way to, to kind of go about it. Woo, all right. So that was our last question for, for today. So again, thanks to Oti for sending his question, Scarif Podcast, Mo, Orhal, and Andres. Thank you so much for sending your questions for today. Those were, those were great. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening to this later on, just let us know in the comments, what were, would your answers be to some of these questions? Like I mentioned before, next week, we're coming back with our big season four finale, 100th episode. Talking about the High Republic Phase 1, we have Meg Dowell's going to join us. Rachel has been here before. Uh, Jedi Geek is going to be here. And Laura Kelly from Force Toastpot. Uh, Star Wars ah, trivia that she does. She's everywhere out there with Schmodown. Uh, Jedi Way with John Roca. She's going to be joining us next week also as we talk the High Republic. Whew. So yeah, guys, I think that's it for today. Great being back. Can't wait to do it again next week. And I keep talking Star Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars coming. So as always, stay safe. Be safe. I'm with the force. Be with you.